what is up everybody it is your girl breezy back with another episode of sports and stilettos podcast what's good i know it's been a minute and i'm sorry but you know life so yeah um so let's let's get the particulars out of the way first if this is your first time on my show or listening to my show welcome thank you for tuning in you can give me a follow on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Sports and Stilettos Podcast. Also, for those of you who are wanting to get into sports betting, there are a ton of different platforms that you can utilize, websites, things like that, um, that are available in your state. And um, if you sign up with Bet US. And use the promo code Breezy. You could get a 125% deposit bonus on top of what you deposit with your first deposit. So check them out. You probably you you actually probably see them more often than you think during the football season. But um, yeah, it's available in all 50 states, I think. And yeah. Um, so shout out to them. And uh, yeah, so let's let's just let's get into the nitty gritty really quick. Um, I, I have a few things that I need to get off my chest. So bear with me. And if you do not want the kids to listen to this part of the show, I suggest fast forwarding um, to after my rant, because <laughs> I this this part of the show is going to be very passionate because what I'm getting ready to talk about irritates my soul to the core. And I cannot promise that I will not curse. I will try my best not to, but sometimes, you know, it just, sometimes it just takes over. So I am 1000% fed up with Philadelphia sports media. Fed up, done. I'm irritated. Everything about them irritates my soul. It gets under my skin because all they focus on are the negatives. They are the only people still talking about Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. They are only the only ones that are still talking about or trying to get players to talk about all of the things that went wrong and this, that, and the third. And it is effing annoying. Even the national media, yeah, I have a whole entire rant ready for Dan, okay? Because... His little, his little spiel, like, got under my skin, and I am not here for it. So, I need these an, these analysts, Philly Sports Media, y'all need to leave Jalen Hurts alone. Stop making up all of these stories that he is just this horrible player, he's never going to measure up to Carson Wentz, blah, 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 blah. I'm sick and tired of it. Leave his name out of your mouth. It is sickening. How much sports media will will suck the life out of a franchise by bringing up all of this negative energy and all of these negative stories and this, that, and the third and comparing players that don't even play for the same team anymore. Like, what is the point? Find something else to talk about. Why don't y'all talk to you about what is Larry Fitzgerald going to do? Is he coming back to the NFL or is he going to retire? Why don't y'all talk about other things like that? Why don't y'all go back to talking about the Cowboys and how they're going to win the Super Bowl again? 
Because nobody wants to hear all of the negative stuff that you have to say about Philadelphia sports. We don't want to hear it. We know what's going on. We see it every day. We watch these games. Hello? Like, come on. So, Dan. I don't even know how to say his last name. And I'm sorry if, you know, that sounds disrespectful or whatever. But Dan Orlovsky... I'm going to need you not to compare Jalen Hurts to Carson Wentz ever again. Like, I'm over it. You always give these, like, it's it's always, like, one or two shows or one or two quotes or whatever that just, like, digs at me as an Eagles fan. Every single year, every year, it's always one or two. And I'm tired. I'm tired of it. So, if you guys don't know... um. Dan had two very memorable quotes um, this past week. And the first one says, um, if the Eagles could go back right now and redo that decision, I am a 100% convinced that the Eagles would not have taken Jalen Hurts in the second round. Um, is this why you're not a GM? Like, I'm asking for a friend. Because if you, if you caught... What Doug Peterson said a few days ago, um, he I think he was on Sirius XM or something like that. Um, if you caught what he said, um, he pretty much like set the record straight. He pretty much said, this is a franchise decision. It's an organizational decision to always look at quarterbacks when you go into a draft. Duh, because you never know what's going to happen with your franchise quarterback. We know what happened in 20, 2017. Franchise quarterback got hurt. You have to rely on a backup if you want to win games. You have to. That's just how the world of sports works. So why would you sit here and say, if we do not have a decent quarterback to back up Carson Wentz, why would you say you're 100% convinced that they would not take him at all like I, I I just don't get that because what exactly gave you that impression like I just I, I I I genuinely would like to know who said something to him where he could go on national tv and say that he is 100% convinced that the Eagles will go against that decision if they could go back luckily time machines don't exist so the Eagles cannot go back sorry Dan Sorry to burst your bubble. The second one, and this is the one that really got under my skin because the Eagles fans have finally gotten over the whole Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, like that whole shit show of of a season last year. We are finally over it. It took a while, but it's, it's done. It's, you know, it's completely out of my system. I really don't care. Whatever. The fact that Dan is comparing a a rookie, because I mean, at this point, Jalen Hurst has only played four games, okay? A rookie going into his second year to a quarterback, a veteran quarterback who is going into his uh, fifth year in the league. Or six years. So I, I don't know. But whatever. 
how are the two even on the same page? Why would you sit there and compare the two the way that you did? His quote said, if Jalen Hurts plays as well as he can, he still can't sniff as good as Carson Wentz. I am so bothered by that quote that like, I really hope that Jalen Hurts comes out here and just puts in work, wins games, in blowouts, and shuts every single person in the national media that has ever said anything bad about him. I hope that he shuts y'all the F up, for real. Because the disrespect that came with that quote is absolutely horrific and it is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. And I am floored that he would even say something like that. I don't care how it was. I don't care if he misworded it or quote whatever. I don't care. You literally sat here and said, it doesn't matter how good Jalen Hurts plays. He will never, ever, ever be as good as Carson Wentz. That's horrific to me. That is absolutely horrific. Just because he got picked up in the second round, very controversial pick, we know. But my God, like really? And while Carson Wentz was an eagle, I vouched for this man. I defended this man to the best of my ability. And when he was bad and when he played bad, he heard it from everywhere, which is exactly what Jalen Hurts is probably going to go through if he like when when you go through a season you're going to have good and bad games it comes with the territory it comes with it but the fact that you're literally like putting Jalen Hurts inside of this box and telling him you are never going to be as good as Mr. Second Round over or Mr. Second Pick overall You're never going to be that guy. It doesn't matter how much work you put in. It doesn't matter how good you get. It doesn't matter how well you develop under this new coaching staff. You will never, ever be as good as Carson Wentz. What? You could go trip in a ditch, honestly. Like, that is is just horrific to me. And then the icing on the cake. If we can switch sports for a second here. (sighs) Mr. Danny Green, I like you. I bet on you a lot, okay? You won me some money this season. Very, very proud of the the work that you put in as a Philadelphia 76er. But what I don't appreciate is the fact that you tried to blame the fans, us, on the downfall of Ben Simmons. That makes zero sense. And it's very possible that it was it was it was worded incorrectly and you didn't really mean it. But last time I checked, the fans aren't shooting coaches. The fans are not there during practice. The fans are not there during shoot around. The fans are not the ones paying Ben Simmons. We're not the ones telling him that his shooting technique is bad. Being on the sideline during the playoffs, you saw firsthand exactly what happens when we us as fans know that a player is struggling with something and we sit here and we encourage and we encourage and we clap for them and we cheer for them and we do everything that could be supportive as possible without doing it for them 
I, I, what else do you want us to do? The fans weren't the one who blew 18-point leads and 26-point leads to the Hawks. Are you kidding me? A number one seed blowing leads the way that they did? Horrific. That's not our fault. That's nothing to do with us. We're just there for we're just there for the for the basketball to cheer, to get liquor, and to drink. What else do you want us to do? Teach you how to shoot from the from the uh, from the seats? Because I'm pretty sure that was done during the the playoffs when Ben was at the line and the Hawks were doing hack a Ben and he was sitting here missing free throws left and right like he he didn't just sign a fucking max contract. Are you kidding? This shit is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So no, Danny, I'm sorry. I love you. But the fans do not need to sit here and be attacked the way that we were just because Ben Simmons can't shoot free throws. We don't. Because that has nothing to do with us. And the fact that the Philadelphia media went out and just painted... (laughs) Painted the city red with this stuff is, is again, absolutely horrific. I am so, so, so sick of it. So sick of it. Now Ben Simmons can't even go and watch tennis in Wimbledon with his girlfriend without people saying, oh, well, he's supposed to be in the gym shooting. Huh? I'm sorry. Last time I checked, his school was out. I'm not going back to school till it's time to go back to school. You cannot, ex- you, we cannot expect these players to literally do their craft all day, every day. It is different when they are required to do it. But my God, this they, they literally just played an entire season, went to the playoffs. This man can't go out and enjoy a fucking tennis match. He can't? No? Nothing? I just think that everybody involved in Philadelphia sports needs to do better because it's sickening. All we do is thrive on the, on the negative things that these players and coaches and, and whoever, we always thrive on that. Like, I don't understand. Like, is it, is it, is it asking for too much to just like be supportive, to point out the things that are, that are going good for these teams? Yeah, I mean, excluding the 76ers right now. And excluding the Phillies because they're, they're I, I don't even know what they're doing right now, but like, I'm, I'm stressed. Anyway, going back to the Philadelphia Eagles. All this team has done this offseason is put in work. You see Jalen Hurts out here doing, doing random things throwing sessions and workout sessions with these young receivers to build chemistry and he's still being compared to Carson Wentz it's ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous so I need the national media to stop because it's annoying and Dan it would be great if you issued us a little bit of an apology or issued Jalen Hurts an apology personally. 
Because that mess that you said about him, that's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. So anyway, now that my rant is over, I'm excited about football, you guys. Training camp starts in two weeks. Uh, I believe the, what is it, the 27th, 28th, something like that. So uh, training camp starts very soon. I'm really excited to see what Nick Sirianni does during his very first official training camp as a head coach. You know, you see him during these practices really engaged with um, these young players and, and, you know, in their uh, their position workouts and things like that. And that is something that I absolutely love, love, love to see. So I think, I, I honestly believe that Nick Sirianni is going to make a difference. It, it may not be like a crazy difference where like, you know, Eagles going to the Super Bowl and all of that. But I do think that they are going to turn this season around in a big way. And I really and and I really think that they are going to be a lot better than a lot of people think they will. You know, we don't see what's happening behind closed doors. We can only see what's being put out on social media, what's being talked about in, you know, uh, sports articles and things like that. We don't know what these guys' mentality is. And that's what I'm excited to see translate to the football field this season under this entire new coaching staff. I am very, very excited. So, um, if you guys don't know already, uh, Eagles training camp has two, or Eagles training camp has two open practices, um, August 8th and August 22nd. They're both at 7 p.m. at the link. Tickets are $10 a piece. It goes towards the Eagles Autism Challenge. So, make sure you show up, show your support, do what us Eagles fans do. You know, we got, we, we're, we're there for everything. So, um, your girl will probably be at one, maybe. We'll see. Um, but I am looking forward to, like I said before, Nick Sirianni um, being in his element, being down on the field, you know, not really worrying about press conferences because we know that's not really his strong suit. So watching him engage with the players, um, you know, really, really putting in these teaching moments, teachable moments, and making sure that his players actually develop day-to-day, practice-to-practice, so that it translates. I feel like that's something that we haven't really seen since the Super Bowl season, where what they do in practice is translating positively in games. You know, that was something that Doug Peterson was preaching a lot. You know, what you do in practice is is what you do on the field on Sundays, and a lot of those things we were we were starting to realize were like negative things. Like, why are there so many false starts? Are you false starting in practice? You shouldn't be false starting in practice. Hello, you know, um, you know, fumbles and interceptions. Like, what what exactly is happening in practice where the where everything seems to just go out the window, and it's now going out the window in a game that that we know you're supposed to win. So. I think with the new culture and the the principles and things like that that Nick Sirianni is about and what he teaches and fundamentals and all of that stuff is going to translate beautifully from practice to Sunday games. And I'm 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 
I can't say this enough. I'm excited to see that that translation. Another thing that I'm really excited about is Jalen Hurts. We know what he did in those those four games during the regular season last year. And I think that was a very small sample size of what this kid can do when given the opportunity. He knows exactly what he needs to do. He's putting in the work. And he is going to take command of this offense. And we are going to see a team that we have not seen in a excuse me in a couple of years and that is going to be so refreshing for me that I I can't wait um so we know that Jalen Hurts has been holding like these like you know receiver workouts and things like that so him building that chemistry with his receivers you now have training camp where you can work with your O-line you can work with your receivers you can you can you know, you can work on the the smaller details in training camp. And I think that's that's really where everything lies. Everything lies in the details. If you don't get the details right, the bigger picture is going to be messy. So, we know Jalen Hurts is focused. We know that. He says it every single time that he gets a chance to. You know what I mean? Rent is due every day. He ain't missing no meals. And I know he's going to hold this team accountable for everything that they do, whether it be in practice, whether it be off the field and in games. He is going to come out as the leader of this football team. And like I said, we're going to see a different team than than we've seen in years past. Another thing that... I'm looking forward to is, is really just him building um, building his ability to be more than just one dimensional. We know that he can run. We know that. He is great on his feet. You know, it, we've seen it. We've seen it. But this is a very, this is a passing league. You know, we, we see it with Kansas City. You know, Aaron Rodgers, it never fails with him. You know, we, we, we see it all the time. So if he can develop his arm, passing ability to just get better each and every practice, each and every game, each and every week, I think he's going to come out and be, you know, I don't want to, maybe middle of the pack, maybe middle of the pack or so um, as far as, you know, passing quarterbacks in the league. I think he'll fall right in the middle of the pack. So I'm I'm anxious to see um, that kind of development throughout the you know throughout the rest of the soft season and camp practice, and then throughout the regular season. Um, he's working with Brian Johnson, so you know I I don't have any like what do they call it? I don't have any. Uh, reservations I guess you could say um as far as what is being taught to Jalen Hurts the things that he is learning the things that he's tweaking in his technique and and things like that because I think that Brian Johnson is a is a is a good coach I really do but you know everything is all talk till we see it and 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 it's proven on the field so that's something that I'm going to be uh you know looking at watching 
um, is, you know, Jalen Hurts' development as a passer throughout the season. Two other receivers that I am uh, anxious to see, you know, obviously we know uh, Devontae Smith is going to be, he's going to be great. And, <laughs> and if he is anything like Deshaun Jackson, when Deshaun Jackson was drafted, I am going to be a very, very, very happy girl. Very happy girl. But the two people that I am I'm going to be watching for, uh, during training camp and during preseason and stuff are Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard. Jalen, they, they, we both lost, we lost them both to injury, uh, you know, for a number of games last year. But I think that they can both benefit with um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not a selfish quarterback. And I'm not saying that Carson Wentz was, but I feel like the way that Carson and Jalen play the game are a little, they're a little bit different when it comes to their receivers. It seems like Jalen Hurts, it goes through his reads a little bit. I don't want to say faster, but he goes through them a little bit more accurately to get the open man. We knew after a while that you know, Zach Ertz was was the safety blanket for Carson Wentz. And it doesn't really feel, I mean, this is obviously this is based on four games, but I don't get the feeling that Jalen Hurts has a, a real security blanket in any one particular receiver, which is great because I want to see the ball spread around. I want to see everybody eat. And I think that Jalen Hurts is the perfect quarterback for these young guys so that everybody gets a chance. Everybody. So, new coaching staff, obviously. Um, you know, you, you there, there's really no pressure on these guys. Jalen Rager on one side, Devontae Smith on the other. Who's your go-to? I'm taking the faster guy, and that's Devontae's. Uh, oh, God. Jesus. Devontae Smith. Wow, I had a brain fart for a second there. Um, so I'm snatching him, you know, but I think that Jalen Rager is going to benefit a lot from Devontae Smith being that fast guy, being that elusive guy. So I'm looking forward to seeing Jalen Rager get a lot more touches this year, staying healthy and, and really making an impact on this offense. The same with Dallas Goddard. We have no idea what's going on with Zach Ertz. I haven't heard anything and you know listen correct me if I'm wrong if somebody has heard something about Zach Ertz's contract what's going on with him all of that stuff please feel free to tweet me and let me know but I have not seen anything about Zach Ertz in the last couple of weeks so I feel like this is Dallas Goddard's time to shine you know and I've said this before he reminds me a lot of Brent Selleck, who was one of who was one of my very, very, very absolute favorite Eagles. I think that he, I, as, as long as Dallas stays healthy, he's probably going to have a very long career, just like Brent Selleck. I think he was with the Eagles for what ten years. I think he's going to go down that same road. Um, he's a blocking tight end. I need to work on it a little bit, but you know he's getting the job done. Um, but with this new coaching staff. Um, you know, I think they're going to, they're really going to, um, 
used his strengths and his talents to the to the best of their ability and it's going to be great to watch um the defense as a whole I know we're still missing a, a, a quarterback to play opposite Darius Slay but the defense as a whole I need to see them you know jump to another level from last year to this year I really need to see a lot of improvement with um, the front four, uh, you know, with this new defensive coordinator. Are, we, are You know, are we going to see a lot more blitzes this year compared to when Jim Schwartz was here? Because Jim didn't like the blitz because the secondary was terrible. So, you know, are we are we going to see a little bit of a different Eagles defense outside of that? front four I hope so I really hope so because I you know I'm a defensive girl I love the hard hits I love I I, I love all of that so I want to see a more a more dynamic a more explosive defense you know these up-and-coming players um Gosh, I forget his name. Forget his name. Uh, I want to say it's. I want to say it's Josh Sweat. Uh, that might be wrong. But anyway, these up and coming, um, you know, defensive players behind Fletcher Cox, behind uh, Brandon Graham, and and players like that. Even having Ryan Kerrigan, completely forgot about him. Even having Ryan Kerrigan on this defense makes this defense better. I don't care what anybody says. Ryan Kerrigan being an addition to this defense makes his defense better. Yes, we still need another cornerback. But if the front four in a in in their normal rotation is getting to the quarterback, then we might be safe for a couple of games. You know, secondary is probably gonna bite us in the butt at some point, but you know, I feel like I really, I really would like Steven Nelson. So if if anybody knows him, tell him to come to Philadelphia because we need him here. I mean, Darius tried already. Darius Slay. If you guys follow Darius Slay on Twitter, um, he definitely told Steven Nelson that he would look great in Midnight Green. So I'm just hoping that that happens. But, you know, we'll see. And, um, yeah, I just, I just really... I just, I, I want the best for this team. I want them to make that jump. I don't want to have that shit show of a season last year to still be relevant. You know, after like two or three weeks in the regular season, we should be like, I'm sorry, uh, you know, 2020 season who? Like that's, that's how I want to feel. That's how I want to feel. I want to forget that the 2020 season ever happened. You know, minus... <laughs> obviously minus making the Giants cry and all of that but you know I think that the, I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have the tools to be a much much better team than this you know four and 11 four four and whatever team that they were last year they have the tools to be better they have the players to be better they have the coaching staff to be better they just have to execute and they have to play for each other a lot of football players sometimes play selfish. They forget that there is there's no I in team. 
and it gets the best of them. So I, I really just need the Eagles to like really play as a team, really, really, you know, shine for their brother, do do what they got to do for the team. And I think if they do that, then they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of games this year. If you listen to my last episode, my very very optimistic um, record was winning 13 games, winning the East, and go and, and getting into the playoffs. End of story. The the least amount of games I see them winning is probably nine. And I think their over under for the season is like six and a half or seven and a half games. So. I, the Eagles can do it. The Eagles can do it. This is this is a, a a rebuild, but we don't have to we don't have to treat it like like a like like a rebuild. We can still win win games and be rebuilding the franchise. Can still do it. We can have our cake and eat it too. This is like the one time that that actually like makes sense. So. I'm just I'm happy football is finally back because I like literally have nothing else to talk about since the Sixers <laughs> aren't in the finals. So yeah. Um so yeah, that's the that's the end of another episode of Sports and Stilettos podcast with me, your host Breezy. Um again, if you guys are new to the show, follow me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can always uh my I yeah, my DMs are open. I think <laughs> I'll have to double check that. But um, you know, you can DM me. You can shoot me a tweet. Let me know what you think of the show. And and yeah, let's 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 relax and have a great great football season. When the regular season starts, your girl will go back to doing two shows a week. We're gonna do um, a a a pregame show where talk about upcoming game for the week gonna do a post game show which usually is depending on the time of the game Monday or Tuesday of the you know of the following week or Monday or Tuesday after the game and and we're gonna rock like that so let's fingers crossed that we have a lot of good things to talk about a lot of things that we see getting improved during practice and translating to games and things like that and most importantly winning Winning. As long as we're winning, I do not care about nothing else. As long as we are winning, I am good. I'm Gucci. I'm happy. And I'm not cursing people out. So let's just let's just win games. Right? Anyway, so like I said, that is the end of the show. Let me know what you guys think. And until next time, y'all, peace and love.